Happy Thursday, everyone. It's Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays, and I'm your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. We're here again, guys. We're back. It's the Thursday before Thanksgiving. We're not going to do a pod next week because no one wants to listen to pods. Everybody is going to be hopefully gathering around together and celebrating and finding joy and not talking politics or whatnot at the dinner table and cooking and I don't know, just having a little break and hopefully regrouping in every possible way. Thanksgiving, I have friends who say Thanksgiving is their least favorite Thanksgiving, but wait, sorry, David, are you wearing a USC t-shirt? I'm sorry, guys. I'm sitting here with my producer on Zoom or whatever you call it, and we're both wearing USC sweatshirts. So funny. I don't know if you went to USC. I did not. Oh, well, you're good. I am not nearly smart enough to have gone to USC, but I spoke to a class at USC last week, and it was incredible, and they gave me this sweatshirt, and it is pouring rain in Los Angeles, and I have decided that I am in a soft pants day today. So I'm wearing sweatpants. I'm wearing a sweatshirt. I'm in a soft clothing environment. It brings me joy as well. But anyway, we're off next week. This is the Thursday before Thanksgiving. Can you believe it's Thanksgiving? I know all of you are like, we were just watching people's videos going through the Italian Riviera this past summer. And it feels like it was five days ago. We have a lot to cover. I have some good stuff and I have some cringe stuff. What I am not going to talk about today is politics because I'm talked out. I'm talked out. Y'all know where I stand. Um, It was really cool to see 290,000 people descend on D.C. yesterday in support of Jews, not either or. They're not in support of a genocide. They're just in support of, of the Jewish people. And it was beautiful to see, despite the New York Times referring to it on the front pages, thousands turned out. I mean, technically, that's truth. 290,000 is thousands, but I'm really, really baffled. I work in the media, so I'm baffled by it as much as as anybody. And it's my profession. I mean, I'm not a journalist, but I work with journalists. So I'm just baffled and I just don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about two main things today, guys. The two things that have a chokehold on us. One in a good thing, at least for me, it's giving me life and purpose. And I know a lot of you because all of you are responding to me and one that is giving me like full on cringe. And I apologize to those people I know who uh, are friends with these people and work with these people because I'm about to really share my uh, discomfort with them. So on the highs, on the remarkable and unbelievable and thing that's giving us life, we're going to talk about the kiss. And I don't think anybody needs more information than that. But should you, I'm talking about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And I, even more has happened in the last 24 hours. So I'm going to, I'm going to break it down on the despicable cringe side on another couple that we can talk about that makes the only good news here is that it has made being a billionaire really unappealing to a lot of us. And that's Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez and the, ill-advised Vogue shoot that has uh, permeated our brains. I couldn't even put it in the newsletter this week because it actually came out on Monday as I was writing. And I was like, not today, friends, not today. I don't have the strength to break this down today. I don't even have the strength to fully 
address it or absorb it or review it, but I have now had some time. And so we're going to look at both of those. I have no guests today because I am waiting till after Thanksgiving. And frankly, I just don't have the strength or the fortitude to to find anybody to join me in this crazy moment in time with everything going on. Nobody needs to sit down with me. I can talk my myself to a frenzy and talk you guys to sleep probably. But okay, let's talk about it. The kiss. So if you have been living under a rock, our mom, as the internet calls Taylor Swift, mom, the Swifties, mom had a concert. She kicked off her South American tour in Buenos Aires, in Argentina. And there was so much, this is the craziest thing. And I'm trying to sort of articulate this all because we've lived in a gossip-filled world for a long time. I mean, we had tabloids, we have paparazzi, we have now like TikToks and everybody's sort of guessing and Ultimately, a lot of these things come true. You you hear like, oh, there's trouble in paradise. And then eight months later, the couple announces they've broken up. And you're like, oh, this internet sleuths have been uncovering that. But in this moment in time, we are finding things out in real time because Taylor Swift and Travis Kelty are in on it. They are us as much as they are them. Taylor is incredibly aware of every step she takes being under the microscope and everything she's going to say. She is fully aware, as is Travis, which is why I know they're going to get married and have babies because they're the perfect match. They are fully, fully aware of what this moment is and how involved and interested people are. And so rather than letting people have like a whirling dervish of guesses, they're just putting it fucking out there now. And maybe where the the boomers or Gen X is sort of shocked at like, where's the privacy? What about, you know, it's impossible. They've realized this. Like she can't live. Like if she doesn't control her narrative, other people control it for her. So she's just like, fuck it. I am living this. And yes, could it all go terrible? Could it all end badly? But she's the first to acknowledge that. She's living publicly and she's giving, rather than creating a bigger frenzy, she's giving people what they are sort of guessing or thinking about or I don't know, but maybe it's creating the biggest frenzy that's ever existed. Like, I don't know. And is this like what it was like with Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton back in the day when everybody was like frenzied about that? Is this the scandal like Carrie Fisher and 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 Eddie Fisher and Elizabeth Taylor and everybody was passionately involved in that love triangle? I, I can't speak to it, but this has given us something to rally around and give us excitement. And I know certainly for a, a, a sector of us ladies or guys, but certainly my girlfriends who have not been lucky in love or are currently not in a relationship. They're like, this is this. We want our Travis Kelsey. This is a man who has stood up for his woman and is proud and is not afraid to show it. So she kicked off her South American tour in Argentina. The tabloids went crazy about whether or not he was going to show up and he does. And like, they are one step ahead of it. They're just like, yes, he's there. Yes. They're not hiding. Then the show gets canceled and the show gets canceled because of bad weather. And we all know Taylor has powered through these shows before when it's really bad weather. She's played in the rain. But when it's a risk to her, 
her dancers, her crew, and the audience, she obviously has a responsibility to cancel. And it is a very painful thing. In my experience on tours with bands, it is it, it forget about the money and the the all of the inconvenience. It is painful for them. They hate to let their fans down. It is it is a real fucking drag. And I think that was probably a game time decision that they had to call it. And she was really bummed about it. And she ended up going out to dinner with Travis that got photographed. They knew they would. And the I remember reading the reports are like, he meets her father. It's the first time they've met. And I'm like, how do they know that? Well, I'm about to play a TikTok for you guys. That everything that's come out in the tabloids turns out to be true because Travis and Taylor are being really transparent. At least Travis is. Travis is a podcast. He is literally going through everything with his brother in like the most normalized human way, talking about his relationship with the most famous woman on the planet and the impact and all of that, as if it's the most sort of like, we're all in it. We're all sitting there with him in his, in his bedroom, eating pizza and talking about it. It's the craziest. I wish I could articulate how crazy it is. And, you know, so we heard that he's actually said, look, they, we felt bad that the concert was canceled. That wasn't what we intended. We weren't going to go out and have a rager of a night in Buenos Aires because that would be disrespectful. Like, oh my God, these are all of the things that we think about, like at least for me on a PR perspective, a communications perspective that I would tell my client, look, you had to cancel the show. Please don't go out and look like you're having a good time. Think about the people and the disappointment and all of that. Da, 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 da. But she doesn't need a PR person to tell her that. Travis Kelsey doesn't need a PR person to tell them that because they are inherently intuitive to their public impact and what is going to play out. They don't need a team telling them they are built this way. They are literally built to understand how the public is going to react. They have instincts. They have EQ. They have this real understanding of this moment and why it's impactful. Okay. So then we get to the concert that does happen, that Travis is there for, and everybody is filming from every single angle. No one knows what's going to happen. They know that Travis is there wearing this I don't know, a shirt that my dad would have worn at a barbecue in the 70s. I'm not saying I hate it. I actually love it. It's just a wild shirt. I don't know who makes it. He's fashion. He's fashion icon. It was a shirt my dad would wear. It was like a Mr. Roper shirt from 1978. And I dug it. It felt like I'm in the tropics. It's warm. And it has pops of green and like different colors. So he's there with Mr. Swift, Daddy Swift, who reportedly, I think on the record, is a absolute massive Eagles fan, Philadelphia Eagles fan, who incidentally is the team for which Travis's brother plays for, who we love. But he is obviously wearing a chief's lanyard with his uh, sort of credentials. So he's been he's been converted into a Kansas City fan for his daughter. But we see them there. There's videos that come out. And then the world stops, guys. The world stops. The world stops. And I don't care if we get sued. We're going to have to play a clip. Listen to the lyric change in karma. Is the guy on the okay. 
karma is a guy on the chief. And it is, I cannot tell you how many times people have, like how many times I have watched this. It is playing in my head. Like I'm sitting at my computer and it's like, karma is a guy on the chiefs. I'm sitting in my bathroom. I'm brushing my teeth. Karma is the guy on the chiefs. I'm sitting in bed at night, like reading and doing my things with like my face mask and my moisturizer. Karma is a guy on the chiefs. Like I'm walking my dog. Karma is a guy on the Chiefs. It is in my brain. And somebody made this hilarious TikTok using Michael Cohen's voice. This is my, uh, if you were to see it, it's Michael Cohen. It's showing the, the video of her running off the stage into Travis Kelsey's arms and having the kiss. And this is the other thing besides Karma is a guy on the Chiefs, which she sings, and you can hear it in her voice. She says it louder. Like the rest of the lyrics are sort of, you know, regular. And then she gets so excited, like you would. Like you're so excited. You know it's coming. You know your boyfriend's there with your dad. You probably told your boyfriend, like, I'm gonna like listen carefully. I'm gonna, I'm there's gonna be a surprise. And she gets it in her, her voice gets more amped. Her dancers go bananas. You see the enthusiasm. They're shocked. They get like, I am telling you, it still brings the tingle on my neck. Why do I care this much about an inner, a couple? I don't, I don't know them. I don't, I've never met them. I have zero. I, I've never, I literally care more about this than if my best friend called me today and said, I'm madly in love. I'd be like, that's cool, but you're not Taylor and Travis. So then Taylor runs off the stage as she's saying goodbye to her fans and into the arms of an awaiting Travis Kelsey who puts his arms around her and kisses her. It's like this man manifested this relationship. He manifested it. Whether whether it really happened with a friendship bracelet and a phone number and his talking about it or they'd already been dating, I don't care. This man manifested. He's already laid Easter eggs about liking Taylor Swift years ago where he's like she would be a kiss when it was doing like a marry, fuck, kill kind of thing. Um Oh my God. I, I, or I, what did I, yeah. Anyway, the kiss. So he runs, she runs into his arms and I, I thought I was the only one who is maybe slightly obsessive and my ADHD just got the best of me and I watched it a thousand times, but no, there have been a million TikToks about it. The one that I, in particular, I love is the one with Michael Cohen's little face. And it's when he had been like questioned, I guess, in testimony for uh, Donald Trump. And it's like something about how many times it's like a hundred. No, to like roll the tape quite a few times 50 times more 100 times more 200 times more 500 times probably i mean it's so good and then really i have to play another tiktok because this guy if you saw him this guy is so funny he looks like like a gamer guy he's a totally normal dude like laying on his bed and he's staring at the camera like his whole face takes the camera because he's that close to it and he's like i don't care about internet relationships i don't care but oh my god and so let's play this because this is all of us you know i'm a grown-ass man i don't give a shit about internet relationships but this travis kelsey taylor swift thing (laughs) right i mean come on we it's it's as bad as the news is in the world. We have Taylor and Travis. And I have to say, I, I think they know that. I think they know. I think they're sitting there and being like, the world has gone mad. We can't speak on it. Like, and I understand Taylor's not Jewish. She doesn't have, she, she, it's a very, I, I don't fault people for not having a, a statement here, but she's doing God's work. 
she is bringing joy into a moment in time that there is very little joy. And she's giving us this sort of I don't know. It's oxygen. It is invigorating. It's giving, it's giving all of us who hope to one day be in love and have that amazing companion, like hope, honestly, like, I don't know. I feel like a stork is going to drop off my own Travis Kelsey in my front yard. Like I'm like, it's all happening. The magic mystical thing is happening. And we all feel that way. Like what do we do to manifest our Travis Kelsey? A guy who is hot for a strong woman, great, like so proud of his successful woman in it, like being respectful to the parents, even though if you saw when she sang the lyric, you see the reaction of him and her, and her dad tried to give Travis a high five. And unfortunately he was so like in the moment he missed dad's holding up his hand, like left him hanging, but don't worry. Don't you worry because this and everything was addressed this week in the podcast with the Kelsey brothers, because they're talking about it because his brother is like, Chav, how does it feel to be the karma guy? So I just want to play this because it's important. You have to understand the camaraderie. They are stars on NFL teams. So you have Jason Kelsey, who is married, which I didn't know, by the way, his wife is awesome. You see her on TikTok. You see her on the videos on the podcast. She's like beautiful, but real and like giving her husband shit. And I think they met on Hinge. I think they met on one of the dating apps, which is super cool, I have to say. And you see them and they, the brothers are just so, they're like brothers. They're like, certainly not the relationship I have with my siblings. They are really close and they have give each other shit. They're both NFL players. And they, Jason just gives Travis like, you know, what's it like to be the guy on the Chiefs? And then you see Travis just talks so proudly about that experience and it's very much like a partnership. So I want to, I want you guys to hear, because if you're not already on the Kelsey brothers, like wagon, I think you will be after this. How does it feel to officially be the guy on the Chiefs? <laughs> you mean karma? Yeah, no, I had no clue. Might have had a little bit of a clue. Definitely when I heard it come out of her mouth, still shocked me. I was like, oh, sh she really just said that. All right. You were so shocked you left Scott hanging. <sighs> Scott's over here looking for a high five. Mr. Swift, I apologize, big guy. I never miss a high five, too. Big high five guy. It's the most electric thing you can do at an event. He even had your Chiefs lanyard on. Got him over here to the good side. Right, baby what are we doing scott one by one getting all the good ones come on over man you're gonna let this man's devilishly good looks and relationship with your daughter sway you from a <laughs> lifetime of fandom scott ridiculous. might have persuaded him at dinner the night before when i met him no did you uh, maybe who knows he's a huge football guy he played college ball what position i think he was a linebacker linebacker turned center ironically enough we'll have to get together and talk some center shop one day all right now for those of you who haven't seen uh all the videos of me on your tiktok in your Instagram feed. I was enjoying myself down there in Buenos Aires. The show was uh, even more electric, knowing that I had a, a little bit more to enjoy for. Taylor absolutely ripped it. She killed it. Well, I'll tell you what, it was a lot of fun. Watching it through social media take place, a lot of fun seeing a look on your face. So I'm glad that you enjoyed it. We got to get you to a concert, man. I would love to go. I'm telling you, man, it, it'll blow you away. It'll absolutely blow you away. Man. I mean... Does it get any better? It, it To me, it doesn't. I just never in our life, we're seeing this unfold in real time. All of the things that all of these TikTokers or, or tabloids or gossip columns or gossip 
blogs would all sort of conjecture, like wonder this is what happened and this is, and they all take their, like they're not leaving room for that. Travis is just like, this is what happened. Met the dad the night before. The dad played football. I'm turning him into a Chiefs fan. You tell me if we've ever seen anything like this before. But it's also not being done in a way that's annoying. It's not like she's out there being like, oh my God, I'm so in love. It's not Tom Cruise jumping on the couch. It's, do you know what I mean? Because like, I think there's a fine line. There's a, there's a fine line between sort of oversharing and like cringe, which we'll get to, and being like, look at me, like nobody will ever have a relationship. We're the most perfect and we're rich and we're beautiful and we're everything to then just like, you're part of this with us, like come along for the ride. And we're not being like, we're better than you. And I don't know how, but Taylor and Travis have mastered that. They've mastered that. We're rooting for them. Like the internet's calling him dad, like all of the Swifties, because he's like, they're, you know, because mother, she is mother. So he is dad. Uh, do we call you dad now? Are some of the funny comments on, on his posts? Like th- we are rooting for them. Like I, I have people like, like a friend who's like a total punk rock girl who couldn't give a shit about pop culture. If you offered her a gazillion dollars, couldn't care about money, doesn't care about that. She was like, they're going to get married and have babies. I can't wait. Like it's so crazy. I mean, people's parents are talking about, I don't understand. And I'm afraid there's going to be a backlash, but for right now, I don't care. I'm living in the hope of it, the optimism, the joy, the the feeling like this is what she des- deserves. And it's especially as a woman, as somebody who's, you know, found her own success in her own world, you know, we are always, you know, they'll say there's that sort of adage, like you'll be successful in work or successful in love, but you can't have both. And I mean, I guess I've sort of proven that to be true at this point in time. I'm single. I've been in love. I love love. I've had so much love in my life, but I currently don't have love. And I will say that the breakdown of several of my relationships came to my career, to my choices, to my being so busy or my being intimidating or whatever. And I can't speak for all successful women, but it did come down to it. It takes a certain man to be really confident and strong in their strong, successful woman. And right now we are seeing the perfect matching. And before I move on to my next cringe, I'm going to tell you, it's so funny. I'm admitting this and people are going to know who listened to this. So here's this guy on TikTok. He's like, like a full-on grandfather, professional. This is not a pop culture guy. He breaks down the relationship. And when people say to me, oh, I think it's for PR, I'll say, I have a friend who's really close to them. I mean, I do know people, but I use this as, I have somebody who's really close to them who unequivocally says this is real. And when I say my friend, it's this guy on TikTok who I don't know. I've never met him in my life. He's like an old man who is like uh, psychologically breaking down the formulation of their relationship, the timing, the analysis, and let's listen to him. And then we're moving on. I do true crime stuff. I like to follow the Taylor Swift theories, put them through a true crime analytic lens, see which theories make sense, which puzzle pieces fit together. I'm doing this recording the night of the second Argentina show, which the internet is exploding over the kiss heard around the world, um, which addressed one of these I was going to talk about. And that is our Taylor and Travis APR relationship. When I do true crime stuff, I will sometimes say that something may be unlikely, but it's not impossible. 
the PR thing is impossible in this one. It's not. Anyone who's claiming this is a PR relationship does not follow Taylor Swift. She would never do that to her fans, seeing uh, the zeal and the investment they have in this. For the very same reason, it took her a long time to finally kind of release hints out there that her and Joe were no longer together because she knew a lot of fans were invested in that and it was going to break their hearts that they weren't together. It took her a while to come forward on that. David is like freaking out because I'm going to be sending him like 8,000 TikToks to incorporate into this podcast more than any pod we've done. But that's it. I don't think I'm going to send anymore. I don't think I'm going to reference anymore. So for that, I say Taylor and Travis, thank you. You're doing God's work. Where do we send thank you notes? Thank you for all that you've done. Thank you for bringing this sad little world we are in right now, a little bit of joy, a little bit of hope. Um, We needed someone to root for, and we're rooting for you. At least my people are. And that that is really nice to see. But I do have the alternative. The couple no one's rooting for, no one wants to hear about, no one is sure why we have to hear about them. And that is, as I mentioned, Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. If you're not familiar with at least who Lauren Sanchez is, she is the fiance of Jeff Bezos. Uh, She's a fixture in LA. She was married to a super Hollywood agent. Uh, for a while and has children with him. She was, uh, I don't know if she was married before to this football player that she has a child with, but she is a LA sort of hotty totty woman. She's always been sort of out on town. She has a very high profile lady friend list. Some of these ladies who I know personally don't like me, wives of people who don't like me. That's fine. Can't win them all. She's friends with that, like Chris Jenner, Ivanka, that kind of world. Um, And some of her friends are actually people I really love. I mean, she does have a wide circle and they appear to have been friends with her before Jeff Bezos, or at least some of them. I mean, she was also married to this very powerful agent. So it's not like she came out of nowhere, but she's had a circle of friends. She's one of these women that is, you know, a woohoo, you know, what do they call them? Like, yeah, yeah, girls. I could see them driving down the Las Vegas strip at some point in a limo with their friends and bottles of champagne and screaming, woohoo. Uh, I've never been one of those girls. I'm just not, I'm just like, no guys, I'm, I, I just don't have that in me, but I admire women who do. I love my girlfriends who have that strong, like, you know, 30 person squad. Um, I don't, but she was like a weather girl. She has had lots of jobs. She flies a helicopter, but she was also the mistress of Jeff Bezos. Let's just be clear. She was married. He was married. Their affair became uncovered by a tabloid due to her own brother, which I empathize with her incredibly when you have a painful relationship like that with a sibling who who did her dirty did her dirty. They are suing him. I believe that he's fucked, but uh, I would have done the same thing. But let's just be clear. They were both married to other people. They had affairs 99% of the time. You know, you're always told as a woman, like, you know, just be careful if you get involved with the man and he tells you he's leaving the wife. They never do. They never do. But he did. 
Maybe his hand was forced because of the press. Who knows? But they seem blissfully happy. Now, I had met Jeff Bezos a few times back in the day. He was such a nice guy. I mean, we were at conferences together. I sat at dinners with him. Such a, and, you know, I know a lot of these bigger than big titans, and some of them are not, you know, warm and friendly, and some of them are not easy dinner table conversations. Jeff Bezos was not like that. He was so cool. He was laid back. He, you know, he was a nerd. I mean, he really was. And the only way I can explain the transformation of him is like watching Chris Evans in Captain America, which used AI, by the way, to make him look like this little pipsqueak of a guy that then became, you know, he he turned into this robust superhero. Literally, that is Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos was like this nerdy guy who, I mean, weighed a buck and a quarter. I'm not even joking. He is a laugh unlike anything you've ever heard. I'm not even going to try to replicate it here. It is, it is, if you've heard Steve Ballmer's laugh, it makes Steve Ballmer look like a basic bitch. Like Jeff Bezos's laugh is extraordinary. <laughs> and it is contagious and infectious. And he's just such a nerd. He started with this idea of selling books online. It was an online bookstore, right? He wore khakis with front pleats, uh, ill-fitting ones and, you know, boring button-down shirts. And he, we've all seen the story, but he has become... A, a a cliche. I don't know if we credit it with, you know, I, I, I honestly don't know. I truly am baffled because in many cases, some of these guys who had fast and furious reputations, as they got older, they sort of settled down and were like, you know, we're we're putting that that sort of craziness behind us and we want to have a quieter life. You know, you see that with a lot of these billionaires. Jeff apparently was like I never got to live my best life because I've been a nerd and I've been in a in a tiny little, you know, hole building out this platform when he was young in this little shitty office and then became a billionaire and became successful but didn't get to enjoy it because he was, you know, I don't know, a, a dad and a and a husband in a suburban Seattle life and something clicked in him. Now, I also think my I've I've no personal knowledge, but just based on the images and what we know about these billionaires, there is some uh science involved. I don't just mean surgery, I mean science. I mean whether it's steroids or human growth hormone or some sort of thing that he bulked up. I mean, the guy went from being literally like Pauly Shore to the rock. Like I, it, you, you just don't go through that transformation without some sort of enhancements, legal or illegal or whatever. He's the most money and the best doctors. I'm sure there's like blood transfusions and, you know, crazy things and he's doing it all. And he's transformed himself. His head has changed shape. So that tells you everything. People's heads don't change shape without science involved. You don't let, you know, there are plenty of tech people who are venture capitalists whose heads have changed shape. And that is not due to diet and exercise. It's just physiologically impossible. It is due to, again, some sort of enhancement, legal or otherwise. Okay, not surgical. I don't think you go in to get your head made bigger, but 
I think there are other things, aka human growth hormones and other things. So he's then with his mistress, Lauren Sanchez. They're all around town. I've seen them at public events. She truly is the cat who ate the canary and good for her. Good for her. She got her man. They let them be in love. I do not knock it. Let them be trillionaires. Let them be in love. I am all happy for them. I mean, her, her fashion and my fashion differ. But if I had her body, perhaps I would wear no clothes when I was out. Perhaps I would go to Nobu three times a week. Every, I mean, you're so rich. You can have the greatest food brought in and have friends all around. But you go to Nobu in Malibu every week, which is, it's great. I love it. Larry Olson owns it. Godspeed. Funny because Amazon and Oracle are competitors. But he goes to Larry's restaurant every week, which is a paparazzi situation. Like there are so many great sushi places. Now I'm not lying when I say Nobu's beautiful. It is one of the most beautiful settings. It's on the ocean, all of that. They have a gazillion dollar home on the ocean. Like they could have that Nobu experience, but they want to be out. They want to be social at Godspeed. They want to be seen. They want to be photographed. She knows what she's doing. There is always the the photographers get the shot and she's always wearing sky high heels and a micro dress and the girls are out and they are all over each other. We've seen them on the boat. We've seen the size of her ring. Like, you know, it's still cringe though, because there's something about it that just feels a little, you know, I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but I mean, no ill will. Like it's not jealousy. It's not like, I don't want to, like, how dare you flaunt your wealth? I'm sure some people feel that way, but it just feels like, it feels so contrived, like all of the photos and all of the press around it and, and the outfits and everything seems very contrived. And I'm not saying that Travis and Taylor aren't, they just don't make it feel that way, if that makes sense. But so for whatever reason, they've decided, I guess, you know, I honestly haven't read the article. I believe it's about, it's, it's really about to be Lauren Sanchez. I'm speaking out of my ass. I couldn't read it. I know there's Blue Origin. That's where it was, it was photographed, which is his space startup that my friend is the CEO of. Godspeed. Everybody's going to go to space. But why is she on the, why are they on the, why is it a Vogue story? Why Vogue? Why is Vogue doing this? Uh, I mean, I, I know the answer. It's rhetorical. And then it's the pictures. And my God, if I was their PR person with the world unfolding as it is in this moment in time, with this divisive, you know, it's you're pro-Israel or you're pro-Palestine. If you're pro-Israel, you're, you're pro-genocide. Okay. If you're pro-Palestine, you're anti-Jew. Like, I don't believe any of those things are true. I mean, obviously in some cases there are, but, uh, you know, the world is very binary. We're very divided. People are dying. Innocent children have been killed in Gaza. Hundreds of people are being held captive and children and women and Holocaust survivors in the caves of Gaza. I mean, it is a horror show. Not to mention there are lots of wars going on in places where lots of innocent people are being killed, whether it was the Syrian refugees who nobody seems to care about drowning on a regular basis off the coast of Greece. This is a, uh, Anyway, but the fact is the world is divided in, unlike anything we've ever seen in modern history or in the generations we've been alive. If I was their comms person, I'd be like, hey, Anna, Vogue people, it's not the right time. 
I know, I know this fucks everything up, but we need to pull the story. Can you push the story a few months, push it to the new year? It's not the right time. You know, walking around in a factory in a gold lame dress and parading around an industrial backdrop in my $200,000 couture outfit. Uh, it's just not the right time. It feels tone deaf. I would have, I would have literally, I would have done everything. I would have given everything in my left foot to get them to push that story. But nevertheless, here we are. They didn't push the story. And then the picture that is truly the one that gives people, I, I, there's not one person I've spoken to that isn't like, it's the ick. And I mean, on every side of the, the whether it's in California or New York or Florida or Wyoming or London or Paris or Greece or Hong Kong, I've spoken to friends everywhere that are like, what the fuck? That picture of her draped over him with this like Cheshire cat grin and she's like holding him like and her bicep is showing and he is like showing his bicep and is like the fucking Marlboro man now like this nerdy guy we we know you we know where you came from and now you're like in the cowboy hat and the pickup truck or whatever the hell it is it's so bonkers it's like we don't want to see it we don't want to know we don't want to know about your sex life we don't want to know about any of this like if you're saving the world like maybe do it without doing a vogue shoot like we don't need to see it what what are we getting out of it what are you getting out of it there has never been in the history of profiles in these things that i can think of where anybody is like you come out reading these stories and be like you know what god they're so great god i love them God, that was just such a great idea to spend all that time with a reporter and do a photo shoot in the time of financial struggles many people have. I'm already the richest person in the world. I'm going to do a photo shoot in my couture clothes. What is the point other than vanity and hubris? I don't know. I really don't. I love Amazon. I give so much to Amazon. Amazon is my life. That doesn't mean that I, I but they're not. He's not the CEO anymore. This just seemed very strange. And then on top of it, their photos look like they were AI generated. Like it's it's not even airbrushed at this point. They literally look like they put into the machine, hello, AI, please give us a cowboy Jeff Bezos with his dominating hot fiance in low key clothing and her white tank top and him in his trucker style cowboy getup. I... I can't. I honestly, I don't know what to say, but it's just like two sides of the of a coin. One, yes, Travis and, and Taylor are doing it right. I would say if Ta Travis and Taylor all of a sudden came out in a profile in Vogue with them doing that, I think we'd all feel the same way too. It's just sort of like, but they're not. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And I don't know why Vogue did it. It's just really perplexing, but I can say that every single person I've spoken to is like, ick, we don't want to see this. We don't want to know. I, I think she said something about she dispelled the rumors that it's her physique on the front of the, the bow of the ship that has been seen by everybody. And then she's like, her boobs would be bigger. I mean, this is, it's like, what has happened why are we part of this? Like he's having his midlife crisis. Clearly he wants us to know, like I'm getting laid. I'm so happy. I have nothing else matters. My previous family. I don't care. I don't know. I guys, I'm so baffled by it. I don't know what else to say other than please know, like just 
can we stop it now? Can you just shut it down? Can you just go away for a bit and do your charity? Be really great people. I'm sure you have a joie de vivre. Like we just don't need to be a part of it. It's ick. It just is. I don't, I, I don't know. It feels so inauthentic and it feels so calculated and it feels so like we want to be seen and we want to be famous. And I don't understand. Like you have so much money. Go, go on a boat. Don't sit with photographers. Don't do photo shoots. Just go do the life changing world stuff. That's awesome. Don't do it for the fame and the, and the attention and get a better PR person and somebody who will tell you no, because not enough people are doing that in this world where they're telling their clients, no, just don't do it. Just say no push back. No, it's like the first rule of fight club say no. So that's my rant. I, I, I mean, there's a lot of other things that are happening, but really that's it. I really just needed to cover off of that, the good and the bad. So on that note, let me just end with my make out, marry or mute. Pretty obvious. I think it's pretty obvious. I'm going to, well, actually it's not, I'm going to make out with Jared Leto. I hope all of you who know Jared, I, I've, I haven't hung out with Jared in a long time, but pass it on. I mean, I've wanted to make out with him since the, my so-called life days, Justin Catalano, like any man wearing a puka shell necklace or the leather rawhide necklace with a little thing and was glum and morose and, and angry was like, thank you for defining all the relationships in my life. I love you. He scaled, he climbed the Empire State Building this week uh, and legally, like he had the permission of the city. I'm sure it was really tough to get Eric Adams to agree to that one, aka Eric Adams is in a little bit of hot water, but he's the mayor of New York, Godspeed. But Jared Leto is, a, is an avid, he's a climber. He's incredibly athletic. I actually went on a hike with him once, wanted to talk business. I'll never forget forget. I was in LA. I was living in New York. And he was like, Hey, do you want to go for a hike? And I didn't come to LA with any sort of hiking gear because that's not how I roll. So I drove around town trying to find sneakers. And I was like, sneakers that would be good on a hike with, with Jared Leto. And guys, when I tell you that, like, I literally went for the worst possible option. And when I think about it to this day, 10 years later, I'm could be in the shower and I'm like, I cringe. I can't believe I did that. I got hot neon pink little Nike like air sneakers, like the ones that you can like that weigh like less than half a pound that you could like roll up in your suitcase that were tiny that are really meant for like high speed running, I guess, or I don't even know what they're meant for. It's basically like wearing nothing except hot pink like material on your feet. There's no support in the ankles. There were no treads. There's nothing for an outdoor experience. And I showed up at his house and I was like, ready to hike wearing these ridiculous, like he, he was wearing like hiking gear. Like we were going to go for, and it wasn't even a hike. It was like a walk, like Runyon or something. And I looked like a fucking clown. I honestly am still so embarrassed. So Jared, if you're listening to this, like I, I get why you didn't want to probably talk to me ever again after that. Like the girl with the hot pink neon Nikes that had just come out of the box, which is also obvious. But I want to make out with him because he climbed Empire State Building. He did it because it's his passion, like Godspeed. I have no understanding why that would be appealing to somebody. But he did it. He didn't die. He did it as a way to promote his tour for 30 Seconds to Mars. Is that what it is? Uh, forgive me. But um, 
I, I, I love it. I respect it. I think he's hot. I think he's so beautiful. I think he's very naughty. So I would make out with him. What a fun make out. That's true. I would marry, obviously, the entire Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey families. Like, I just, I want them to marry. I want to be married to them. I would, I mean, their their extended family, their friends, their mimas. Like, I want to marry the whole thing. The whole shebang. The whole Kansas City Chiefs. The entire tour of Taylor Swift, her dancers. The entire group. It'd be like one big, like, mass wedding at the garden. I love them so much. So that's what I feel. And I want to mute Jeff Bezos and Lauren Sanchez. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So that's it, you guys. I love you. This is the first time I've had a little bit of joy in the last few days. So I thank you for that. Um, we'll see you the week after Thanksgiving. Have a really great holiday. And uh, if you need any sort of pick me up, as I know we're all feeling it, we're all feeling a little beaten up and, and the holidays just do that in general, but especially around the world, ping me on Instagram. Instagram has become my de facto sort of social spot because Twitter's stupid. I'll try to find you a fun TikTok to share and make you smile. Thanks, David. Thank you all and have a wonderful holiday. Pop culture Monday.